Hey there, superstars. His name is Aaron, and he is three levels away from learning Bubble Beam. And his name's Tommy. That's Tommy with a soft Y. And this is the Super Pod Saga. Yes, yes, the Super Pod Saga is what you're listening to. This is the podcast where Aaron and me and a guest, sometimes two guests, sometimes three guests, but we've never done that yet. We talk about video games. We bring a different topic every week, and then we talk about it. And, and that's that's the show? That is that is the, the show, I think. Yeah, we're, we're on episode four, 40, 43? <laughs> Who knows? Yes. Who knows? No, this, this is 44. 44, okay. And if yes. it's not that, then it's 45 for sure. And uh, one of those today, today, the podcast is bursting at the seams. We're being held together by Flex Tape because we have two guests. We have John and James from Games with John and James. Hello, John and or James. How are you both? Yeah, I'm putting on like you to decide who talks first. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I like how uh, when you said the Flex Tape thing, I was just like, Flex Tape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guns out, his guns are now. <laughs> Hold on, what time is it? Oh, flex. <laughs> why don't Why don't you you both take turns telling us about yourselves, about what video games you like, and tell us about your your podcast, if that's what it is. I didn't ask beforehand. Hey, totally fine, uh, James. If you'd like to take the reins, by all means. So this is we're from the Games with John and James podcast. John is our resident Sonic slash platformer slash somewhat anarchist when it comes to video games. I'm your resident JRPG expert. All things RPG are my jam. We like to poke the bear at each other every now and then. You know, Sonic and the Secret Rings being the best Sonic game of all time. Whoa. Oh, man. Pause for effect. <laughs> Put the dramatic chipmunk music in here. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So fun for your listeners. Hopefully you get a good laugh out of this. I played a game of virus with John where I purchased 52 copies of Sonic and the Secret Rings. And every week, a new copy got put into play. Wow. <laughs> there is still a copy in the box with all those Bobo Sonic toys you bought me. It's still in the box thing on top of my cabinet. I'm just like, what am I going to do with these? Oh, burn them. <laughs> I feel so bad for your bank account and or credit score. <laughs> hey, they were one dollar each. I am oh, seeing nice. it's a cartoon. Oh, it's it's a cartoon in my head where I see James walking up to get a loan from the bank. It's like you want a loan for what again? <laughs> Fifty two copies. Fifty two <laughs> to torture my tax. friend. <laughs> uh, but yes, the in terms of introductions, my name is John. Um, a bit of a. a well, I will wholly embrace the title of kind of platform fan, Sonic fan, and also would be anarchist of the group. I do have a very strident opinions when it comes stringent opinions when it comes to things like video games and game design. So I tend to be very headstrong in that capacity. But I think the fact that we have that kind of dynamic really balances out the podcast where we can talk about big blue ocean type topics and then get really opinionated about why Horizon Zero Dawn is the worst version of the best of like the worst the best version of the worst type of open world game. <laughs> But Damn. and uh, in terms of credentials, I would say I did go to school for game design and briefly Ooh. did work as a 2D artist for Zynga for a little while. Cool. So I, I, I bring that up because we're all nerds. We like, you know, accreditation. So you're, you're an educated nerd. 
Exactly. <laughs> so I went to I went to game design school. I have a degree. I'm a grown man. <laughs> you got a grown man on the podcast. Oh dang. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, this is now the the big man show with James. Oh yes, I'm a big man too. Six foot big, two, baby. Big man, big man. Big no, they're other big man. <laughs> where where if people want to listen to your podcast, where can they find it? And if you have social media pages, where are those? So you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcast, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcast. Just look for Games with John and James. We are on Instagram at Games with John and James. TikTok, same way. Uh, Facebook. If you search Jay Russell, my personal page has literally transformed into our Facebook podcast page. So join me for some really hot takes. For example, Horizon Zero Dawn is better than Breath of the Wild. Full stop. Full send. Ooh. This is fun. Oh, that face. This, <laughs> the second time I've watched this man step up on stage and set himself on fire. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Aaron, Aaron, where can people find us? They want to find us, too. If they want to. they, uh, they If they can track us down through uh, through Bloodhounds and, and uh, uh, superpodsaga.com, they can find our previous episodes, our blog page our support section where they, they could they could give us money through patreon if they want to and we've got some stuff coming i, I say this every episode that we have stuff coming but i promise we do have stuff coming i yeah. promise yeah we make stuff sometimes sometimes we do but i promise i promise just grabbing people stuff. grabbing people by the shirt just like i promise i promise <laughs> it's gonna be different this time just wait a month <laughs> just give me, baby, give me one more chance baby <laughs> i i want your two dollars <laughs> oh it's two dollars now oh i'm out <laughs> Look, gimme 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 my oh. name is jimmy there's a didn't i ask you in one episode why we don't call you jim on this show anyway uh <laughs> that's, that's why we're we're ron and tom ron and tom super pod saga that's us mm -hmm. so we mentioned that we're on uh you know apple Podcasts and spotify and all that kind of stuff uh i just recently downloaded the audible app on my phone and there's a review a five-star review, and I want to read it. It Ooh. says, great choice in music and discussion topics. Excited to continue seeing where this series goes. Thank you, Gary O. White. That was a year ago, but we finally saw it. Thank you. You can leave podcast reviews on Audible? What the hell? Apparently. I mean, hey, this is news to me. Also, thank you, Gary. I really do pick good music. Aaron, <laughs> uh, speaking of being covered in sweat and blood, what is our topic today? Uh, I am covered in all sorts of bodily fluids today because <laughs> we're, we're talking about our favorite or i guess going by the the titles of our previous episodes best game protagonist best, best slash best favorite favorites. game protagonist i i never know anymore it keeps it's like it seems like every other episode it'll be best or favorite and i don't know what to put anymore coolest best favorites what uh, your favorite bests uh i'm also kind of stuck on bodily fluids because you still haven't said you're welcome Oh, my bad. Thank you. Are, are you welcome? No? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you still haven't said thank you. That's That was the joke. I, even when I had time to work out the joke in my head. Oh, my God. <sighs> this is what I deal with, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Usually we edit, the, we edit funnier things into the show. Just cut me out completely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, what... What do you guys look for in what makes a good video game protagonist to you? I'm, I'm curious to hear. So uh, it, it depends, right? Like, uh, so I like I'm the diehard JRPG guy. Aaron and I, we 
have something in the making, uh, courtesy of my mic not being plugged in. We have to reshoot it, but quote yeah. Aaron and his goblins bouncing around in his brain for JRPGs, <laughs> right? You can have your silent protagonist, which can be cool, like Chrono and Chrono Trigger, mm -hmm. super cool protagonist, even though he didn't say a damn word. He said or, one line in that entire game. <laughs> fair. He said one line. Or, you know, you can have, like, the overly talkative one, like the main character from Tales of the Abyss, where you're secretly hoping he just dies. <laughs> I'm all for, like, growth and progression, but I'm a big sucker for old silent protagonists as well as, like, the New Age. Yeah, I'm curious to see, because when I was making my list, I, I found out that I definitely side more towards the talkative ones. So I'm excited to see our differences of opinions. Um, let's see. Since... Immediately, I'm the one who's like, I like silent protagonists a lot. <laughs> yeah. I like things that revolve more around <laughs> themes and world building and stuff. So, yeah. yeah exactly. We're all going to have an open discussion. Everyone's going to get mad. <laughs> I'm ready for it. It's not a nerd talk if no one's dying at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since since there's four of us, I think we should, we will have Aaron and then John and then me and then James. How's that sound? I just made that order. Sounds up right good now. to me. Okay. As long as James goes last, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, start us off. Okay, okay, okay. My uh, my first one, I'm going with uh, with Ichiban Kazuka. Ooh. Or, no, yeah, yeah, that's the right way. Yeah. Um, the guy with the spiky hair from Like a Dragon. Yeah. Well, he, he has an afro, but yeah. I had his hair in high school. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, Ichiban, he's just the most likable dude on the planet. He's just this big old giant teddy bear. He'd do anything for his friends. Uh, almost loyal to a fault, like you see at the beginning of the game where he takes a bullet for for his... Uh, oh, I forgot what the name of his boss was. Damn it. But yeah, Ichiban is just great. And that uh, that one part where, where Nanba leaves and then comes back, and then they're talking about how much they love each other, like, that that hit me. Right in the bones. That was good. Right Ichiban, bones. everybody. He's great. <laughs> major major props, because I can't imagine having, what was it, six or seven Yakuza's and then being like, we're going to do a new main character. That's got to be so tough. They did a really, really good job on that one, too. Like, all the characters are cool. Like, Adachi, he's awesome. Nanba, all of them, they're all great. Like, they all have their own little, little I guess, like, character arcs, because you'll, like, hang out at the bar with them, and they'll be like, hmm, I have a problem. And then Ichiban <laughs> will be like, I can help. Like, uh, like Adachi-san is like, hey, I've been sending money to this kid whose dad I put in prison or something. And Ichiban's like, oh, that's sick, bro. How can I help? And then they go do stuff together. Or like uh, Nanbo will be like, I used to be a nurse, but I stole drugs. And Adachi's like, that sucks dick, bro. But like, how can I help? And he, he's just he's just always there to help them over like a drink or two. We'll give the drugs back. It's bulletproof. <laughs> It's got to work, right? A victimless crime. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just like it's every addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I love the dude. He's just, he's so great. And then he's just a big old nerd, too. He's like, I love Dragon Quest. So, like, my life is Dragon Quest. I'm a legendary hero. And he's got that, like, baseball bat with nails all over it. Like, this is my hero sword. And <laughs> It's, like it's proof Quest. positive. It's proof positive you can be a nerd and also a badass. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aspirational. It's nice when a game doesn't take itself seriously and just lets lets itself go over the top. And it's so rewarding just even like hearing his dialogue because 
he cares about the weirdest things, but then at the same time, he's basically like, yeah, cool, you know, burn it down. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) No attachments. I'm homeless, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love it. What about you, John? Yeah, John. So the first draft pick here. So as we were, as I was approaching this episode, I was thinking about just the lineage of every game I've played. And so when we say best and favorite and stuff, like while I'm sure James is even expecting me to pick Sonic the Hedgehog right off the bat, because I can literally spend the next hour talking about why he's a good character. I think I'm actually going to have to go with something that is not out of left field, but it's out of left field for me. Ooh. I'm going to be picking Link from the Legend of Zelda series. I know okay. him. A very much a silent protagonist and very much a vessel for which the game to be served through and the story to be played through him. But as we have seen, the cool thing about Link as a character, or at least as a character archetype, is the fact that he can literally be anybody. Because mm-hmm. in Wind Waker, he's a kid, and it's his birthday, and it's the tradition to wear the green uniform and all that kind of stuff. In Ocarina of Time, he's, again, also just a kid who realizes, like, hey, you're not who you seem. There's an adventure waiting for you out there, so go do it. Or even in just now with Breath of the Wild, where like, even like in the, the side games, you play the Hyrule Warriors games, so it's like, he's just a noble knight serving like a normal knight would do. And then he kind of gets spirited away into this journey with the princess and all these people. So the fact that the legendary hero is can be literally anybody from anywhere, it's pretty sweet. So I think it serves the games really well because it allows them to have the flexibility to do whatever they want with it. Also, to even allow, like, crazy enough, some actual role-playing with the type of character you're playing as, as you're playing Link. Like, that's, I think, why people to this day are still like, yeah, don't give him a voice. Like, don't make him talk. Because the two times we've heard him talk are, great, I'll grab my stuff, and excuse me. (laughs) So, like, and we realize that that might not, that's a take. Probably not the best one, but... I would say definitely Link is up there in terms of protagonists. Like, the story and the franchise would not exist to this day if there wasn't something about it. Not just Nintendo. Like, Nintendo can is willing to throw away franchises left and right if they don't make, like, a million sales or they don't think of some way to make the steering work in Star Fox Zero. You know what I mean? So the fact that it's lasted this long and is this prestigious and... You know for a fact that when we're done recording, I'm jumping right back into Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, me too. I literally stopped to record this and I'm going to jump back. Shut up. For all of you Legend of Zelda fans, I mean, it might be the end of the story because they're bringing back the long-lost Philips CDI games to where you get to experience that version of Link. So it was nice knowing you, Talking Link. Shakus! <laughs> <laughs> well, very well said, though. I, I agree completely that Link is so much... He can be so much deeper than he appears on surface level. And I, I love that too. Like, like I like when the when the characters actually serve the meaning and the themes and the motifs of the story. So like, even the whole transition of Breath of the Wild was just like, oh, even Link doesn't know who he is. We're gonna find that out together. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't have very high regards for silent protagonists until just now. You guys did a an awesome job of. I guess uh, what changing my mind on the whole thing is that 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 makes sense the way you guys explained it. I is I, I yeah. always thought that like silent protagonists were just kind of like not not necessarily lazy, but like just all right. Empty. But yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Thank you. Kudos. <laughs> Thank this you is, for this showing is, me. This the is what way. this is what happens when you allow me to proselytize. <laughs> <laughs> I I my my first pick I think 
I'm going to go with Lee Everett from The Walking Dead. Okay. So that's going to be my first pick. I Interesting he, thing for a video game show, but okay. <laughs> the, the Walking Dead video game. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Crisis averted. <laughs> um, Lee is put into like the worst situation imaginable. <laughs> he's a he's a dude who's like in a in a in the back of a cop car and it crashes and then bam he's in a zombie apocalypse and he's taking care of this girl that he found that he rescued and having to navigate that world having to make really hard choices while also having this person that you care about that you just met like that's tough that's tough and and he handles it well he he puts her first he he does everything he can to make sure that even after he's gone, she'll she'll be able to survive. And it's it's just a it it got to me pretty good by the end. And and I I just I don't know I love that experience. It's it's something we see kind of a lot now in video games is the the dad protecting the kid. But but yeah, back then that was kind of one of the I don't want to say one of the first, but that was one of the first that I played where I was like, dang, this this is reaching things that I didn't know I had in me. It was this or the American localization of Nier. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't play that back at that time. I, was no, I don't think anybody did. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> That's a good pick, though. I always forget that the, the the Telltale Walking Dead series exists, even though I played the absolute fuck out of it until like that very last episode. And I, I use this phrase a lot, but it, it ruined me. <laughs> oh, man, that last episode... That was that, yeah. That was a fun time. I liked the the episodic nature because every couple of months it would be like, oh, there's a new game to play, and I like waiting two months to see what comes next instead of five years was was nice at the time. It definitely and... knew how to hook you and keep you engaged. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Again, speaking of addiction, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all four of us have a problem that we readily admit. Yep. <laughs> speaking of addiction. Gonna... I was gonna make it way too real. Never mind. <laughs> James, what 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 hard drugs are you addicted to? So, We've heard it's JRPGs. Well, so, oh, that's a tough one to quit. Yeah, I mean, my backlog is now at like 380 games and counting. You know, yep. they all get through. That's literally a lifetime of hours of just pointlessly long storytelling. <laughs> that's still infinitely better than Sonic. See, I like the way you lie, because you even don't believe it as you say it. <laughs> uh, so, honestly, like, I was debating for my first pick. Um, obviously, I have my series picks that I'm going to do, but I always appreciate when a protagonist, even if it's not the main protagonist, like, say you get one of the, like, side protagonists, Robins from The Alliance Alive... Go on. What is this list so far? <laughs> spoiler, uh, spoiler for you. Sorry about that, Aaron. Um, but that's okay. Robin... I'll, uh, I'll I'll deafen the whole conversation. So <laughs> I'm just gonna so, go for it, man. Robbins is a optional character that you can pick up kind of later on in the game. So the whole premise of Alliance Alive is the world's divided and the different races are kind of like at odds. So you're getting kind of like a pseudo view into real life and it's kind of cool like seeing how they do it and then robbins comes along who's this penguin who's literally like if you feed me i'll fight with you so you give him a fish and then every single serious event he's there talking you're getting ready to try and find a wyvern so you can fly around on one of the continents and he's like yeah i got this walks away comes back he's like yeah i don't got this good luck guys and just like wanders off 
Why did I immediately picture the penguin from Evangelion? <laughs> hey, maybe that's the inspiration. Yeah, like, um, I'm pretty sure that penguin could throw down if you gave him a fish, but they never did. The my biggest my biggest like criticism for JRPGs is sometimes they take themselves too seriously to the point that oh. what the gravitas of the situation they're trying to express it, it fails. So when you have a character like Robbins who can bring that lighthearted like what you actually want to enjoy and like tone it down everything hits just so much better and i mean at literally at one point he's like if you don't feed me i'm gonna hit on you <laughs> like what hit on you or hit you those are very hit different things oh my god nice oh so, my god i gotta get flirted with by a penguin <laughs> yeah no that's literally my deep cut like he i love that game uh aaron and i nerded out like we sh i shared some music with it and he was literally like why the yep. fuck didn't you tell me this music slapped <laughs> and and after we recorded too i saw that it was, the hd version was on sale on switch for like seven bucks bought it and it's i'm i don't know how far i am through it but it's good dude i mean if i know i know john doesn't like and tommy doesn't care for jrpgs either but listeners it's good I, ca I care i just don't I, have the time i just can't believe you would make that assertion like i just can't believe it i'm devastated right now <laughs> didn't i mean james told me that no i'm sorry i love you. no no I'm no I'm, to I'm totally joking i have no time <laughs> i'm just getting thrown under the bus i, I just like the show. i just like the idea of this really placid comments being followed up with how dare you <laughs> yeah you you come onto our show and I insult the fuck out of yeah. you. <laughs> friends, <dude>. you. <laughs> You're my punching bag for the next hour. Oh, shit. Let's go. This one punches back. <laughs> speaking of, uh, well, kind of speaking of punching bags. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going with Leon S. Kennedy, baby. Oh, dang. Yeah. Ooh. Big boy himself. Uh, I haven't played a lot of RE2, but I've played RE4, like, eight million times over on eight Leon, million consoles no less yeah yeah exactly. even on, on the zebo i don't know what the fuck is that is that even real it's, it's a real console it was released in brazil and they it's wanted to make zebo. like their own domestic console and it had a resident evil 4 on it i huh. bet if the i bet if the kf console ever was released oh, resident KFC evil 4 console. would be on console. oh or hell yeah five. and resident then they would be on there and they do the Mousley thing, but only she'd be a chicken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the colonel's <Hey>. daughter. <laughs> yeah, they replaced the president with the colonel. Oh, my All God. The, uh... I would equip the colonel with ballistics, too. Well, I dare say. <laughs> All of the herbs are replaced by the different herbs and spices yes. used for the chicken. This is too like, perfect. Like, finger like looking you... good. Like, oh. the green herb is something, and, like, the red herb, and, like, the yellow herb. And like when you have them all together, full healing and a max health increase, baby. That's how good it is. Thanks, Colonel. And a personal animation where it zooms in and they're just like, mm, finger licking good. It's finger <laughs> licking good. And it's a zombie. Yeah, He's like, chicken. <laughs> I think we just oh, invented man. our own game. I think we did. I think too. we did. Get Capcom yeah. on. Get John Capcom on the phone. John Jonathan Capcom himself, dude. <laughs> Holy Christ. Well, fuck. Uh, where was I going with this? We started talking Before about Leon S. Kennedy. Okay, that's <laughs> it right. did yeah, not get so... far at all. Because <laughs> everybody just knows. We know why he's here. The chicken. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so so Leon is just again, he's just the most likable dude on the planet. You know, he just he, this wasn't around the time the Resident Evil Four came out. A lot of other video game protagonists were just dickheads for no reason. Kratos, I guess, isn't a good example because he's just a dickhead nonetheless. Um, but there were a lot of a lot of video game protagonists that would like they would just be douchebags and come across uh like companions or other people and just be like hey fuck you you want to join me okay but fuck you let's go <laughs> like... and i'm real and I'm, there's a part of me that's just like ah oh, the good old days yeah. <laughs> that was cool back then yeah but yeah leon like he picks up ashley and he's just like hey don't like chill the hell out or it's not he's just like hey like cool it I'm, I'm here to protect you i'll get you home safely just trust me i promise we'll get you home just just, just cool it and you'll be all right. And then sure enough, he does. She gets captured like 40 billion times. She gets a suit of armor at one point. That's cool. Um, Leon S. Kennedy, he's just cool. He just starts off as like this rookie cop in RE2. And then by the time you get to, I don't know what the what the length of time is between RE2 and 4. But like, like now he's a federal agent. And he's like, hey, Sadler, up yours. Ha ha. <laughs> and then he shoots him in the face to death. And then... Resident Evil Four. That's Leon, everybody. <laughs> I, I like to, I like to imagine a scenario where someone gets shot in the face and they somehow live. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the director's cut of Resident Evil Four. It's the ending. He just like kicks Sadler in the stomach and then shoots him in the head like five times. I was and gonna say, don't the, come back. <laughs> it's a uh, fifty cent bulletproof and blood on the sand. Whatever your poison. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh man, I gotta add fifty Those cent to my list real quick. <laughs> yes, you do. Everybody, make sure we give a shout out. I want some free vitamin water. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Wasn't that in Cribs? He had like a fucking fridge full of vitamin water, or was that somebody else? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's that, that, yeah that was fifty okay. cent. Like that man gamed them so hard. They were like, "We're gonna give you five hundred grand," and he's like, "No, I want percentage points and royalties." So now, forevermore, he is like a. I think it's what, like a 3% owner of vitamin water? Like that dude oh is like on set. Big genius moves. Business man. Cribs. Cribs is cool. <laughs> and he's going on tour again this year. And your boy is seeing him because I'm a basic 2000s bitch. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Super Pod Saga is the vitamin water of, of podcasts. I think that's true. I think that's true. Yep. What would that make us, James? What would that make us? <laughs> Not the vitamin water. Right. It would be like the, it would be the Viso, sponsor us Viso, please. I want more juice. <laughs> Viso? I don't know what the fuck that yeah. is. I'm is the only real? one who knows. It's real. I can <laughs> prove it. When we have a break, I'll show you. Oh, but... Jesus Christ. Okay. You keep pulling out all these words. <laughs> like you say like Vibo and like Viso. <laughs> the Zebo, please. It's the most prestigious console ever manufactured by a toy company. <laughs> I, a toy I and cell phone company. <laughs> Holy crap. Take it. Take us away, John. Take us away. <laughs> All right. So second draft pick here. It's already funny how I'm already considering my honorable mentions, too, because hearing the picks that we've had so far, I get the feeling that none of us are going to pick a Mario. I think one of the most mainstream picks that I made was probably just Link previously. Um, so I'm going to have to go with one of my one of my boys here. I'm picking Solid Snake. Yeah. Oh, OK. That's a, yeah. Great. Yeah. He's Solid Snake cool is the is a cool dude he's the man he's it's one of those weird instances where you have this character who is an amalgamation of all of these fixations with like military stuff and being a spy but also being a clone and having a tortured past but he's not like disturbed or haunted by it he's like he's you know he's a fully realized person 
And while you see that, you don't really necessarily see that growth immediately from like the NES version of Metal Gear. You're just a guy doing your job. Like you can sum up his entire initial character as he is a professional. He is a soldier who does a very specific job and he's going to go do it. Works with the Green Berets, works with all these military affiliations. And he has a very strident, you know, policy when it comes to engaging with people. Because when you have to fight your best friend barehanded in a minefield, you can't have emotions about that. You're two professionals doing your job. So that informs a lot of his very gruff exterior. And then over the course of the Metal Gear Solid franchise, you see him basically open up as he, you know, falls in love with Meryl. He meets Otacon. He, you know, has the family ties and butting heads with his brother and the entire Foxhound organization, which he used to be a partner to. Watching that evolution of somebody who who very much could have been that very 2000s dickhead protagonist for seemingly no reason other than I kill people for a living, so of course I'm an asshole. Like, he grows into it more. And instead of, you know, re-enlisting and being in the military anymore, being called back into service like the friggin' 90s action movie hero that they were trying to make him out to be, he goes into a philanthropic group and basically hunts down, like, renegade Metal Gears and making sure that nuclear deterrence is a thing that's shared with everybody. And he takes out a con with him. And then they raise a child together, so... <laughs> Hell yeah, right on. Yeah. That that guy has lived a life. Yes, he has. And the fact that when you see Old Snake for the first time, and you're just like, how the hell? And it's just like, well, because of your advanced genetics and cloning technology, you're probably going to die soon anyway. And the whole arc of Metal Gear Solid 4 where he's like, I'm quitting smoking. It's like, oh, that's going to help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only thing that's keeping you alive is the preservatives in those cigarettes, Snake. Keep smoking. <laughs> I, I missed out on the Metal Gear Solid train. I I only played like most of Metal Gear Solid Five because I got into it way late, and that's not even mm -hmm. Solid Snake, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up. It's 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 funny because it's the way that the the Solid Snake Liquid Snake Big Boss kind of relationship works is that they're they're while they're not like interchangeable, that entire family is yeah. just made up of very similar circumstances. So. You could totally see Solid Snake doing what Big Boss did at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3 in Arlington, you know, doing the salute and crying. Like, they're big, tough, strong family members, but they're also big softies, too, somehow. Like, somehow their life hasn't eroded their sense of heroism, decency, honor, and all the other good values that a protagonist, I feel, can certainly have and demonstrate. Do, do you think we will ever see a new Metal Gear Solid game? No. With the, wave of with the wave of nostalgia that is literally taking everybody by storm, I think it will be a franchise that gets touched upon once the well starts to run dry. When Konami can fleece more money out of starved people like me, like <laughs> instead of making pachinko machines. like. But the biggest insult to me was when Konami announced the Metal Gear Solid 3 pachinko machine and they had these fully re-rendered cutscenes in the Fox yeah. engine, and they yeah. looked gorgeous. What the fuck, dude. And I'm like, God is dead. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> well, I mean, they brought they brought Sui Code and one and two back, and their yeah. their plan is to keep on bringing their stuff back. So, if yes. all the stuff they're bringing back does well, why not? Because right now that that well is just kind of dry like if you want anything military-esque in any form or fashion you're stuck with modern warfare 2 mm -hmm. or go load up battlefield 2042 and pray to god it works <laughs> no <laughs> i can we please i want to play one more good contra game before i die now you're asking too much <laughs> oh shut up it's it's my turn now right is that the order that we decided i believe so <laughs> okay proceed I, I am going to pick a person who is 
the best role model anyone could ever want to be. Uh, of course, Professor Layton. Oh, that's oh. a good one. <laughs> a a true cut. gentleman never I, leaves a puzzle Exactly, exactly. Professor Layton yes. is just the kindest, gentlemanly man you will ever meet. He does not care who you are, where you're from. He wants to help you, and he'll solve your puzzles. And he's got Luke that's tag along, and Luke's kind of a brat sometimes. He's like, don't do that, Luke. Be a gentleman. And he's like, but I want the candy. And he's like, no, Luke, we wait. <laughs> and, <No. laughs> and he'll rock your fucking shit if he needs to. Like, he, he does uh, apparently yeah. kung fu, and he's like a really good, like, sword fighter and fencer and shit. Like, he, he'll fuck your shit up if you fuck around. Like, just, yeah, fuck yeah. around and find out. He, is he, Professor we, Layton's motto. We know, where, we know where the Kingsman movie came from now. <laughs> yeah, it's Professor oh. Layton. The oh, one man, good I need Kingsman to watch movie. that pretend it's Professor Layton. He he's always like three steps ahead in his head, but he doesn't tell anyone yet. So like at the end, he's like, "Yep, I knew this four hours ago." <laughs> so he's Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that shit. That's the funny. That, that reminds me of like, uh, I can't nail down any specific movie or show, but it's just Jurassic Park. Like no, the there we go. Yep. It's like, I, I knew this, I knew this was gonna happen. I didn't say anything. I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. I just I didn't tell you guys, but I knew it though. So yeah. so in your face. Okay. I'm going to make an anime reference. James will be proud of me. It's getting really dangerous to like Kirito territory where like, yeah, I'm over leveled and I could save your lives, but instead I'm going to watch these friends of mine die in this dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. The part of the, I got to episode two of that series. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> um, uh, another way that you know that he's a good role model is when you, when you submit an answer for a puzzle and you know, it does those three frames of his reaction when he gives you that sad face on the second frame and he's just like disappointing you and like, I'm sorry, professor. I, I was really stupid. That was stupid of me. I don't know why I thought that was the answer. I'm sorry, can we, dad. I love can, we get a, can we get a mod of this game where professor Layton is replaced with Bayonetta, but when you, get, oh. when you don't pass the test, you get, you know, disciplined. <laughs> I love where this is going. Oh, dude. So will everybody else. Bayonetta, professor Bayonetta. Oh my God. Bayonetta. And then when you, the, the hair job. monster comes out. Smash Excellent, darling. Yes, there we go. I was trying to do it, but I couldn't. Perfect. <laughs> if you want a sexy British lady voice, you, you holler at your boy. <laughs> He's been practicing moonlight for years. <laughs> I do moonlights in places. Anyway, but I believe it's James' turn now. Uh, yeah. Professor Layton's a good pick. Thank you. Speaking of, of sul sultry vixens, what's what do you got, James? James. Oh. Yeah, it's James. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, it's me. Um, so obviously Robbins is kind of a deep cut. Um, this next pick, uh, so when I when I think of protagonist, I want to see like like the the hardcore protagonist. You want to see like the progression over time. And with Mega Man X, oh. we get that progression over time from the start of it. Zero's discovered uh, the virus infects like Wily's old virus from back in the day, which should be gone, infects Sigma and sets the Maverick Wars on its course. Like, Mega Man X, he's your stoic, silent protagonist for the most part. He'll speak and everything, but nothing nothing really. But, like, he's, like, honest, he's good, just. Like, he's just fighting for, like, the betterment of everything. And as the series progresses, like, he just starts to see, like, hey, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, how good that I'm being, this shit's still fucked. And... <laughs> Eventually, at the end of the Mega Man X arc, he joins with Mother Elf, and he's like, hey, you guys have done your thing. I'm out. 
you guys can figure it out. And the world literally has to figure itself out because its protagonist got ran off because the world's filled with assholes. It's what's also great in terms of X as a character is that you see that arc, uh, you see the arc of someone who is very insecure in his abilities in the first game, literally being saved by his mentor figure who is zero and then gradually becoming more and more jaded as the, the fighting continues to the point where Mega Man X7 doesn't even let you play as X to start. He's like a council member of like the Maverick Hunter Association. And so like you see his kind of conflict as like, wow, Dr. Light had it right. Robots can feel. Holy crap. This is new and different. And of course, since they can, now they can go rogue and go insane and uh, do all sorts of things that basically you need to put them down it's like that probably would screw up a lot of people like every every time you feel like he's coming out ahead you defeat sigma x1 2 3 all the way up like the next one just kind of like trudges him through the mud all over again and he still comes out on top he's still our hero but you can see like the mud is sticking like the layers of character development are sticking to the point where even he's questioning is this even worth it I just think that's really cool to see a protagonist go through that level of just like everything. Like it, it even happens in the original. I, I consider Mega Man and Mega Man X like a twofer when it comes to protagonists because there are there are some shared elements between them. It happened even in the original Mega Man series, Mega Man Seven, when Mega Man threatens to kill Doctor Wily in a cutscene. <laughs> He's like, I am, it's like, no, no, robots can't, can't harm humans. He's like, I am more than a robot. And he raises his little gun and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I played a good amount of Mega Man, but I had no idea. Like the story was that deep. That's cool. Yeah. That was an awesome pick. I've never played a Mega, Mega Man, so I, I didn't know there was oh, you're missing a story at all. <laughs> this conversation is over. <laughs> so, all right, Tommy, I have a challenge for you. Uh-oh, you can choose oh boy. A, not one of these. Or you have to choose A or B. I'm not going to tell you what either one is. You just got to pick a letter. B. Both of them do involve Mega Man in some, in some way. B. He said B. <laughs> you have to go and watch the entire Mega Man animated series. How long Which is one? that? Which one? Uh, two seasons. Oh, okay. Two seasons, like 20-minute episodes. And literally, the next time I talk to you, I just expect to hear, Super Fighting Robot! Okay. Mega Man! I can the, original, the original voice of Goku is the voice of Mega Man. Whoa. Wait, are you talking about like the old, like uh, the, like the 80s series? Or are you talking about like the one that was on Foxbox in like the early 2000s? The yeah, Mega the, Man? The, the, the 90s Ruby Spears cartoon. Yep. Okay. That one I don't know. Damn it. I thought you were doing like the whole battle chip in and download one. Oh, that was cool. hey, hey. Mega Man Battle <laughs> Network. Not bad. Like Mega Man Star Force. Those guys are cool, but neither one of them hold a candle to the protagonist. <laughs> that is Mega Man and Mega Man X. I need to talk about this now because you brought it up. But the first episode is like Bomb Man, Cut Man, Fire Man, Guts Man, yeah, all those dude. guys taking down JFK Airport. And there's this one <laughs> lowly guy who's like, it's all Dr. Light's fault. If he never invented robots, none of this would have ever happened. <laughs> and then you go to the freaking the crime lab where Mega Man's like, looks like Wiley and his slime bots are at it again. It's like, yes, go get him. <laughs> Sounds amazing. How many oh, girl dude. robots getting in my way? Sounds amazing. <laughs> I I love I love early two thousand Saturday morning cartoons. This is a deep cut, but does anybody remember Fighting Foodons? I knew that's what you were going to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fighting Foodons is like it's the prime example of stupid early two thousands cartoons. Like you had like fried ricer and hot dog on it and the burnt meatballs. Tommy, <laughs> do you remember those? I Tommy? remember the show, but I don't remember specifics. Oh man, it's on Amazon uh, Prime. The 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 video thing. You're gonna watch it right after this, right? 
Yeah, I'm gonna watch every show that you guys recommend to me. I promise. You gotta, you gotta tell me which food on is your favorite. If it's not fried rice, or I'm gonna freak out. Okay. <laughs> and then go watch the Mon Coley Nights and Flint the Time Detective. And <laughs> oh my God, there you go. Hey, look, revert it back, Samurai Pizza Cats. Let's just go yes. with the the show that decided to say, you know Shit. what? Cool, you gave us the translation. Fuck that. We don't care about this translation. We're gonna do it our own way. We're gonna make our own abridged series. <laughs> oh, we're like the. Uh... The One Piece, uh, four kids dub theme song where it's like, oh, yo, yeah, yo, yeah, yo, yeah, yo, yeah, it's yo. rapping. They're rapping yeah, the pirates. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Speaking uh, of rapid, rapping pirate, not fuck. Speaking always do of this. Yeah, speaking of rapping pirates, my uh, my next pick. Since since James did a uh, like a not main character, but still, I guess is a is a protagonist. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do it, Tommy. I'm gonna bring up Final Fantasy IX. I'm gonna fucking do it. Oh, you can't stop me. What? I'm gonna go with VP. Yay! VP. VP's got like the best character development in any Final Fantasy game ever. I love him so much. He just starts out it starts out as a just a little a little shy. I guess like easygoing. Doesn't know anything about the world. Black Mage, and uh, like right at the beginning of the game is, is basically where his grandpa his grandpa uh, died. And he was just, like, venturing out in the world on his own and everything. Getting into trouble with Puck, the little rat boy. But yeah, eventually you find out in the game, I guess, spoilers or whatever, I don't give a shit. It's from 1999, if you haven't played it, fuck you. Um, you find out <laughs> that uh, black mages are just these these artificially created beings that are, like, that their, their sole purpose is just fighting or, uh, or, I guess, like, basically slavery, like, loading up cargo onto ships or just building shit and and eventually you know vb well I, I shouldn't say eventually you know vb sees them and figures all this out and he kind of has his own little existential crisis and he's just like whoa man like why why aren't i like this lifeless fucking puppet like what's what's going on man where did i come from like who the hell am i actually then he has like even more of an existential crisis when you get to this i forget if it's when you get to the black mage village or some other place but you find out that uh, the black mages they don't have like a definite I guess they have like an estimated time span, but it's it's a lot shorter than humans. Uh, it's like like one or two years, if even that. And so VB's like, holy shit! Like I've, I could I could die like any day now, like any minute now. You know, he goes through this little spiral of I guess depression and everything. And I know, I'm just I'm just picturing him in like Seven Eleven, get it? And people like <laughs> buying candy. He's like, what are you doing buying candy? We're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the, the 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 main main character of Final Fantasy IX, Zidane, basically being like a big brother to VB. Um, and the other characters too, they snap VB out of it. They're like, hey dude, like just make the best out of what level of time you have. Like that's what really matters. Like we're all best buds. Let's go whoop ass together and then do cool shit. And VB's like, well, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. Make the best out of the time you have. And then eventually you see Zidane go through the same thing because he, he's also a genetically, or not gen unofficially produced being. And then Zidane kind of goes through the same thing. He's like, well, you know, what's the point of anything if I'm just this pre-programmed fucking machine or whatever like what's the point of any of it db's just like hey dude remember what you told me like do do your own thing man <laughs> same thing <laughs> yeah but you're stupid and you bought that shit <laughs> the end cutscene, like seeing vivi's vivi's character progression and yeah. then you fight kuja um if you're a glutton for punishment you've done everything you need to do to fight ozma i thought you said you... kujo for a second i'm like the dog right yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're they're enemies to monkey-tailed people. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But you get that scene at the end, time has passed, and they don't do it in a way where, you know, Vivi's still here. Like, Vivi's yep. gone. 
and you see his children like taking it on and it's like a full circle and to tie that mortality like at the very end when the cutscene's supposed to be you know all pomp circumstance and happy like you can't help but be like my guy you were amazing and fuck you're dead oh yeah. my god i hate this but damn you were cool and it, it wasn't like it wasn't that much longer after like after the game ended that you see because don't you also see like vb's hat on his gravestone or like on his grave or something like that man that sucks vb's just such a good character man like he takes makes the absolute best out of such a shit-ass situation but yeah here no sakaguchi make final fantasy 9 2 and make it Ooh. great again make zidane up i'm saying zidane now damn it i call him i, I call him zidane because Zinedine Zidane, the yeah. soccer player. But uh, yeah. I also, also I want to stress, when I die, when I die, I want my epitaph to be, we're sorry you're dead, but damn, you were cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That would be cool. Mm. Uh, my, my second pick is look behind you. <laughs> Just imagine going to a graveyard and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> then, yeah, and then your ghost is like, haha, made you look. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Pushes him in the grave. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, like I, I like the fact that our picks are actually getting like the the emotional resonance, like the 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 esteem, like that they deserve. Like yeah. our picks are 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 rationed and reasoned and emotional. So best favorite is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, absolutely, best favorite. <laughs> best favorite. favorite. It's not favorite best. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but while I know that there was kind of a dig at the type of early 2000s, mid 2000s edgy protagonist, you look at your Dante's from your Devil May Cry, your Jack Caymans from Mad World and stuff like that. I think my third pick honestly will have to go to at least original Kratos from God of War. Yeah. So we all, to people who played the games, you know the story about how he was a great warrior. He pleaded with Ares to get divine power, the Blades of Chaos, because he was a Spartan and he was ruthless, all that sorts of stuff, eventually leading him to kill his family and his, the fact that he his curse is to basically walk the the plains of the world basically just completely caked in the ashes of his dead family now that's edgy you know fuckboy material right there for a protagonist but in terms of actually giving him some actual character depth what actually helped is just the actual depth of his love for his family and you don't really get to explore that too much in the mainline games but on the psp games you do and one of the things I always like to harp on, especially on our show, Games with John and James, is that I feel like game elements and story elements have to reinforce one another. There's a reason why interactive storytelling is so compelling, is because you can tell the story sometimes with your own interactivity with it. There's a reason why people love the ending of The Last of Us, the first game, because you're conflicted about how, do we want to, whatever, it's a TV show. He, Joel goes around telling people to save Ellie because Ellie's death would presumably save hundreds, but the emotional attachments, blah, 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 blah. Like, you form the connections there. So in Ghost of Sparta, is it Ghost of Sparta? No, is it Chains of Olympus? I think it's Chains of Olympus. Ghost of Sparta is the second one. You finally make it to Elysium. You go through Hades in the underworld to get to Elysium to find your, your daughter Calliope. You finally make it by surrendering, surrendering basically all of your demigod-like power, your Blades of Chaos, all the stuff that you've leveled up throughout the game. You basically scrub that all away so you could enter Elysium to be with your daughter. However, all of the things that you did to get there have pissed off Persephone and Hades so much that Persephone is going to basically raise the underworld and destroy everything there. Meaning that the everlasting peace that his daughter is going to have will be completely destroyed and even fighting to get there will be all for nothing. 
Now, people who've played the original God of War games know that there's quick time events and points where you have to bash the button to like open a chest or do something. And they're all tagged with these like vicious animations of him brutally killing something or even just like ripping a chest open. Very violent, very aggressive animations. Mm -hmm. At that point in the game, you have fought your way to be with your daughter. And upon realizing that the only way to save your daughter's life is to kill Persephone, get your powers back and go back to the land of the living, the, the prompt comes up to mash the circle button and you gently have to push your daughter away from you as she clings onto your leg saying, no, daddy, don't leave me. And I'm like, oh, and then, he, and then he gets his he gets his weapons back, snaps back into, OK, defend mode. And right in front of his daughter does these horrendous, heinous things to all these enemies around you. And you're like, oh, boy, in, <laughs> if, I, if I remember right, isn't it in like a bright light field? Like, yep, it's in Elysium, it's in like the happiest so. place in the world. You're literally in underworld heaven. Yes. <laughs> God damn, that sucks, dude. <laughs> it sucks, but it's like I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I play video games. This is why yeah. I like this characters and these stories. And even when he sentences Atlas to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders, like it's like even the gods did not wish this upon Atlas. And it's like, why do you still trust them? It's like that's all I have. It's like, yeah, I get it, man. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So, and then they make two other games and i have mixed feelings on that <laughs> oh john is a community that he uh believes god of war and god of war ragnarok are bastardized versions of the originals i mean they have their moments i just don't care i don't want to play the games <laughs> they're not See, fun I was, trying to, I was trying to fan your flame to let you just have like this righteous fury moment and then you didn't even have a flame you're like a match burning out in the wind he's, no he's i mean like kratos Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm steadily becoming a better dad. <laughs> my my turn. Uh, speaking of people named John, I got to go with the most obvious pick for me in the world, and it's John Marston from Red Dead oh, Redemption 1. Yes. I, I have to. Uh, one thing I like about John Marston as, like, a character that you play as is he's a big dummy. Like, he is shown over and over again to be just not an intel like everyone makes fun of him for being dumb he's not like this super smart guy who figures things out he's just really good at killing people and and that's why he was a part of the the bandit gang in the past and, but at the start of red dead redemption one he's done with that he's got a family he's like i somehow managed to accidentally make my way through it and it all gets taken away from him and so he's got to go back to his old ways to try and save his family and I, I just think he's a he's an interesting flawed character because he is he's done some really bad things and he continues to do bad things to save his family and he he has to kind of deal with it he has to there's even a side mission where he has to go through the morality things and he, and he gets questioned like are you a good person or not because you did a lot of bad things and I don't know if he ever he he definitely has his own opinion of if he's a good person or not but I like that you kind of get to decide that too and see if like do does your present and future actions make up for your past actions he's a he's a great lens to look at the world that way i think it's it's almost as if the title of the game is redemption <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> can you redeem yourself for your past horribleness yeah and G i think rockstar games has a very much an infatuation with that type of protagonist the idea of somebody being pulled back into Mm -hmm. unfair and sometimes even heinous things that ultimately will lead to some type of like comeuppance or some type of redemption so again red dead redemption totally makes sense even there was a 
you can you can be exploring around and he finds an old man and he's like oh it's my my wife's birthday coming up and i'd like to get her a bouquet of flowers and john's like oh i'll I'll get you some flowers and you go around and just collect flowers for this guy in in the middle of his murdering spree like he really tries his best to be a nice person that's cool i'm nice and sweet but i'll also fill you full of lead exactly yes (laughs) it's and then we see that echoed with arthur we also see that you know echoed with arthur in the second game where it's Mm -hmm. just like you're filled with a jar of springtime and sorry this is a robbery (laughs) (laughs) you're getting robbed friend that's my arthur impersonation it's good (laughs) well thank you (laughs) man these are these are all such emotional picks man i I know I didn't think this topic was going to be so emotional. I just kind of came up with this on the spur of the moment, but it was good. We're all going to get a a beer and a big old bro cry. We'll do it up somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Only bros cry. (laughs) My next one. So one of the games that consumed my soul for almost seven years of my life. Within this game, there was one character who is literally the idyllic version of a hero, and that's Arthas Menethil. Y'all might better know him as the Lich King, Arthas, from World of Warcraft. Holy shit, I had no idea this was going this way. So Arthas, at, so he becomes a paladin at 19, like literally just wants to lead in his, like follow his father's footsteps. He wants to bring light to the world. He wants to eventually stop the scourge which are coming in. So he becomes a paladin he has all like his ideals are amazing like this dude is the embodiment of living by the light and as the scourge just never ends he slowly starts losing his humanity and that hero starts showing like cracks in his armor he literally start like at all costs like he blows up towns like he poisoned a town like when you start off as a death knight you learn the history of oh by the way arthas before he went crazy Uh, He poisoned this town to prevent the Scourge from coming here. And it didn't. Like, he goes off the deep end. And in his zany quest... I use zany there. I didn't... I have no other word for it right now, but... (laughs) No, I was good. (laughs) He he goes to Northrend because he's like, I'm going to find where the Scourge come from. And he finds they're coming up from the Northern Continent, pulls this sword, Frostmourne, literally like his soul is gone and now he's just abhorrently evil comes back commits patricide kills his dad like just every unspeakable act and you just get to kind of see this perfect rise and fall of a hero but even with all of this going on because he takes control of the scourge while he has frostborn if you look deep into it he's actually not allowing the scourge to just run rampant He's keeping them contained and controlled. That very small part of him that wanted to stop it succeeded at the price of becoming the ultimate evil. Damn. Dang. Yeah. Heroic sacrifice. Yeah. Didn't expect that from World of Warcraft. That's cool as hell. Like, they, man, if that character could still be around or we could get more characters, like, modeled that way, oof. It's, uh, is is it break time? Uh, I think it's break time. Let me uh, let me check with the ref. Yes. All right, we'll be back. Hey, superstars! Are you a coffee addict looking for your next big caffeine fix, or are you just tired of all the normal boring coffee options out there now? Well, you need to check out Bones Coffee. 
Bones Coffee has lots of different varieties of coffee flavors. They've got things like red velvet, cookies and cream, s'mores. They've got one that's called Jamaican Me Crazy that's really good. It's like caramel vanilla rum kind of thing. But they also have just your usual, you know, salted caramel and French vanilla and all that stuff. They even have decaf and what's called high voltage, which is just extra strength. And they've also got espresso. They've got all sorts of cool stuff. Plus, if you use coupon code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout, you'll get 20% off of your order. And again, that's SUPERPODSAGA at checkout to get 20% off. You can also follow the link in our episode description. And yeah, why not? Use that one-time coupon code. Like I said, 20% off. It's great. Set over to BonesCoffee.com. Get yourself some coffee, some you know cool gear like mugs or French press kits, stuff like that. Check it out. Well, goodbye. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Tommy. Yeah, Aaron? Hey, are you tired of, of trying to grow grass in your lawn or take care of the grass in your lawn? Are you tired of that? You bet. My grass is far too long right now because I'm too lazy to mow. You know what? Uh, l- let me introduce to you spray-on grass. <gasps> if there's if there's a patch of, uh, of your lawn that just doesn't grow for whatever the hell reason, spray-on grass. You spray it on. I don't know how the hell it looks. You spray it, and it looks like, like fresh or freshly cut perfect green grass how about that oh my gosh could i do this in my home too you fuck you bet your ass you could you could spray it on the floor on the wall spray it on your, like a grass if you wanted to that'd be cool do it i will i'm going grass. to what oh my gosh can i spray it on my car yeah you can spray it on your cat if you want to just buy it okay can i can i can i spray it on like an item like a baseball bat does it have to be a, a heavy thing a big thing it could be any. It could be literally anything. I mean, you could you could spray it onto like like a picture and hang it onto the wall. Just have a big clump of grass on your wall. Spray it onto your TV. You could spray it onto anything, Tommy. Aaron, can I can I spray it on my Xbox controller? What about my clothes? You you could, but your Xbox would then become useless. I mean, you're, you're, you you do it on your clothes too, though. That'd be cool. You could wear grass. That's fine. What happens if I spray it on a candle and then light the candle? You just burn grass. I guess it, it wouldn't light very well, but I mean it. It'd burn eventually. <laughs> okay, okay, but can I? What if I already have grass and I spray it on that? The, it just looks like freshly cut, perfect <laughs> green grass. I love it. I'll take twenty. <laughs> what, uh, J- James? What's what's your? Uh, what do you think of spray on grass? Must go fast. Get some spray on grass. There we go. Don't be an ass. Get spray on grass. Yes. What about you, John? What's your what's your experience been like with spray on grass? Can you spray it on my head and make it so I look like a full head of hair? Hell yeah, yeah. you can. Absolutely. It's about time. Oh man, thanks. Spray looks so on good grass. on that dome. It <laughs> totally would. I want a mohawk. <laughs> oh, I'll get a little crap. lawnmower, go across it, get the little faux hawk <laughs> shape going on. Hell yeah, gonna be styling, baby. Absolutely, hell yeah. If you if you call now, we'll throw in a free gift. We'll we'll add in a little mini lawn. Uh, it, it, it's supposed to be like. Like a like a, a beard shape or no yeah I guess like like a little hair trimmer yeah but it, it's shaped like a lawnmower and it even makes you have to pull start it too that's it's cool got a little pull start yeah a little tiny pull start <laughs> um hey spray on grass thanks uh thanks for sponsoring this episode thanks spray on grass we're back I I think we're back yeah we're, we're back. back check the signals Just, yep all right Ooh, we're back we did it a dinosaur story we survived. I blacked out there for a second. I just mowed my lawn. What's that? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> we all mowed our lawn over the break. 
<laughs> hey, it's, it's summer. You got to get that looking pristine. The pool party is going to show up soon. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Yeah, putting some spray on grass on your chest and just being like like a full like yes. grass grass sasquatch grass squatch grass squatch uh, is that a thing? Grass watch the, sounds um, like a strain you'd pick up somewhere. <laughs> that's the mask. That's the mascot for spray on grass. He's a grass squatch. Oh my gosh. He just walks up to the screen. Hey, kids, kids. don't eat this a, or something. Just pulls off a patch of grass. Spray on grass for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> just get well, Terry Crews in a in a Yeti costume, paint it green, oh, and you got a mascot. <laughs> no, Terry Tate, office linebacker. If you're not using spray on grass, Terry Tate lays you out. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking of Jason Statham. He's like doing flips and like running across, like running along the walls and shit. He's spraying grass as he goes. I also love how Terry Tate, not his real name, but he was uh, Coltrane in Gears of War. Oh, that makes sense. Well, yeah, speaking of Coltrane, my, my, well, yeah, we'll go with the last two. My last pick is Neku Sakuraba from The World Ends With You. Oh, I, I see wow. that connection. I see that connection. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean for there to be no, a I connection mean, at all. <laughs> Everybody knows that Neku is a huge dude who's super strong and shoots guns real good, just like Neku. <laughs> Loves to mow his lawn like a like a typical Texan. <laughs> boy, I tell you what, that's Neku's. My boy's line. a furry. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, Neku's cool. I mean, he starts off like a dick. Um, he's all introverted and like antisocial. And- fucking hates people but over the course of the game he, he sees just countless people either like killed or erased or like i guess yeah killed or erased and he, he makes quite a few friends like he'll start off like i don't even know why we're doing this whole game like i don't even know what's the point like why are we even doing this maybe it's better if we were just erased and we didn't have to do all this shit and you know well, uh, i remember being be- 15 too yeah <laughs> yeah basically just being a freshly freshly peach buzzed 15 year old but yeah like toward the end though he 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 learns that you know friend like friends uh but people in general you know are not bad but um especially right at the end of the game it's super emotional uh neku it's a good one uh the world ends with you it's a good game weird but it's a good game very weird don't play the switch version duly noted i I played the ds version when that game first came out um that was the perfect intersection of everything that Square, I think, tries to be but fails to. Like, seriously, they have a really strong aesthetic. They have really likable characters, a really unique premise, unique gameplay, and all of it intersected into like that one perfect version of that game. Yep. And then they never found it again. <laughs> and they, I don't, I still don't, I know that the, the 3DS, like at the time of when like the Switch version came out, I know the 3DS was basically slowly dying, but if they had just, remastered or remade like the ds version for 3ds that would have been like the best way to play the game i've beaten the switch version it's the controls like the controls and the ds version helped so much with that game like you were immersed and they removed it quite a bit yep square fix it speaking of dying what you got john (laughs) speaking of dying uh, before you die what's my last pick (laughs) Uh, before i die let's see (laughs) Uh, Aloy, no. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. No. <laughs> uh, I was going to leave this for honorable mentions, but I'm actually going to move him up the tier list here because I think one of the things that makes a character your favorite, not necessarily like a good protagonist, but something you can very eerily relate to. I don't think anybody remembers this game but me, I swear to God. But 
back in the day, People Can Fly was a Polish studio that made really awesome Twitch, like before the term boomer shooter existed, like really Twitch Gen X fast paced shooters that were really awesome. Then they teamed up with Epic. And while they did get pushed into the minds of things like Outriders and uh, the original Gears of War Judgment and stuff, before that, they worked with EA to make a game called Bulletstorm. Yeah, and I remember Bulletstorm. Oh is freaking awesome and as soon as i saw the main character and looked saw what he looked like and i was just like and even just played the game and heard him talking i was like oh they put me in a video game <laughs> <laughs> so like and what's funny too is that my best friend's a, like you know, a japanese dude from in my hometown so i'm just like oh shit we could be ishii and grayson holy shit so grayson hunt is definitely one of my favorite protagonists because at no point is he truly redeemed over the course of the game, but he does his best and tries his hardest in his most ass way possible. And it's nothing but entertaining and fun. And even just seeing some of the more sincere moments where like the tonal shift is so kind of weird where you're watching, like you basically just shot a dude in the dick and then kicked his head off. But then you're just like, you know, Hey man, I'm sorry that, you know, you're in this whole predicament because of me, but we're still buds. Right. And it's like, sure. <laughs> and then he commands a giant, you know, raging, you know, monster alien thing that blows up and eats people. So as one does. Yeah. yeah. And that the game also has a terribly filthy mouth and I'm known to do that too. <laughs> Nice. Bulletstorm. I, I love that we got Bulletstorm in on this podcast. Hell yeah. And then they made it better by putting Duke Nukem in the game. <laughs> Forgot about that. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> I thought I told you to shut that computer off, not look up the wholesome twins and turn that porn machine off. The wholesome twins. <laughs> I forgot they existed too. Holy shit. They did exist. <laughs> wow. Full House was so long ago. <laughs> my, uh, my last pick, I'm going to kind of wrap it around to the beginning with what Aaron did. I love Kazuma Kiryu. Oh my gosh, yeah, Kiryu is so dude, cool. Yeah. He's the coolest mm. guy in the world. He he fights people real good, and he like does all these crazy moves. And he's he just uh, we we say this a lot, but he wants to help everyone. He's just a nice fellow, and he's kind of oblivious to the world, which makes it even better. Like people will come to him with problems that he's never experienced in his life, and he's just like, well, if you need me to help you with these weird diaper men, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love his attitude towards the world. And even like, he's even got his rival in Majima and it's not like the typical video game rivalries where it's a fight to the death. It's this weird friendly thing where he doesn't even, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to describe their thing, but it's just a breath of fresh air to just have a, a, a oblivious goon who's really good at fighting and cares about his family and friends and it's it's basically the same as what aaron said with his character but but in a different character hell yeah i, th I think um i think would it be fair to say that like i don't think kazuma is is very capable but i don't think he's the most intelligent person in the yeah, world yeah like i think there's a there's a prevailing thought in certain communities and people who like certain characters and archetypes and stuff like that, that even in the real world, people would view like evil brilliance as more valuable than like, like than earnest, like stupidity, you know, <laughs> like being a good person who might not be the most intelligent, doesn't have any practical applications. Whereas like evil genius does. I'm like, no, I think you want people to not be dicks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, it means it's time for my final pick. Yes. And I've been bouncing, been bouncing into my head as you guys were talking, because my, I was gonna have this as my final pick, but it's gonna go to the honorable mention Chrono from Chrono Triggers, my honorable mention. Mm -hmm. As much as I 
Love that game. Arguably, it's my favorite game of all time. I'm going with Velvet Crow from Tales of Berseria. Oh, Midwinter. Never played that one. <laughs> so this game, well, more spoilers for you, Aaron. Enjoy. <laughs> That's fine, man. I'm sure they'll never bring it to anything else because they hate us. Hey, it's on PS4. We, we're still good. PS4. I don't have a PS4. <laughs> uh, it's on, what do oh, you oh, have? I have everything but a PS4. <laughs> so you have an Xbox then. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, so Velvet Crow. So it opens up like your typical Tales game. Seems kind of happy-go-lucky. Uh, it oh, literally opens up. It's Velvet, her little brother Lafayette, and this guy named Artorius. Artorius married Velvet's older sister. She had died due to demons. They were, they were called Therions. It's always demons. It's always. It's this happy opening scene where go get some, go get some boars, get some pig meat, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have a good family dinner. I'm really sorry. I want to jump in really quick. It's like, imagine like, it's like, oh, it got killed by demons. Like, no, one of these days I want to see like a JRPG or something where like, yeah, oh yeah, they got hit by a car. It was a terrible accident. <laughs> I mean, have you played Nino Kuni? Yeah, Nino Kuni. His mom uh, drones, man. Also in Twewi. It happens there when Beat jumps in front of Rhyme. Oh, so. yes, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. But oh, it I seems like a really practical, really practical, like important thing. But I just love the idea Demons. in this like little holistic village of like ancient stuff. They're just like beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you can continue, James. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, derailed, derailed. But mm -hmm. you come back to the house, it's empty, and then you, you're like, "What's going on?" You go back into the woods, you see Lafayette floating in the air, and then Artorius completes some spell, and your little brother literally gets impaled and killed in front of your eyes Ouchy. and instead of and instead of doing what normally would happen like it's like no you don't see it they literally show the animation and the blood going everywhere and you start like you go, fast forward three years your protagonist is kind of an anti-hero because all she wants to do is kill the guy that killed her brother and she doesn't care if she destroys the world in the process and you get to see the story told differently. You see the story told from someone full of hate, full of like just spite and just malice. Cause I mean, she just watched her little brother get impaled and she herself becomes a demon, which is ridiculous. Like one of the best stories in a Tales game ever. And along the way, she slowly lets her humanity kind of come back into the into it to where it culminates at the very end. And this amazingly powerful moment of she understands that she's also now part of the reason the whole world is just fucked and it's up to her to not let it be fucked anymore <laughs> stop Actually, the fucking like she sacrifices herself to just be with her brother's spirit for the next thousand years and that final scene is just so it's so visceral it's just a perfect full circle story damn my favorite part of that game is in the intro and you meet the character who in every other video game would be the protagonist and you set his face on fire. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Suck a he, dick, pretty boy. <laughs> he stops at, so to get revenge, like you actually, we always, like most people picture your protagonist as, you know, oh, it's your Mario, your Sonic. Like there's a lot of positivity. You're, you know, fighting the bad guy, fighting the good fight. She literally is like, you know what? I'm going to fight my fight. I don't care if I burn this guy's face off. She literally destroys a whole town for her own ends, like ruins a naval passage, like the one passageway through this, like the strait. She just destroys it just to get what she wants. And then 
as she's realizing, huh, maybe I'm the bad guy here. Are it's we like, the baddies? Are we the baddies? Oops. We, our, our hats have skulls on them. Well, shit, man. That's it. Honorable mentions. Okay. So my, my, my first one is Rain from Xenoblade Chronicles, because he's the ultimate bro. And uh, Donna from Ease 8. I had another one, but I lost it. I'll, I'll, I'll come back with it. <laughs> okay. If I if I can jump in, then I have a few picks. So, uh, first honorable mention would probably go to um, the kind of split between uh, Cole McGrath and oh, Delson yeah. Rowe, Infamous franchise, because one of the things that Infamous Two and, and by proxy Infamous Second Son got really right was like the, the the good and evil choices are not just good and evil binary choices. They're like the selfish versus the selfless path, and they define that by like the things that they did and the characters they interact with. Also, Delson Rowe, just as a character, I immediately relate to being from the PNW area. So, there you go. Uh, other than that, I think an honorable mention would also go to <sighs> shit. What was I thinking here? Um, I did blink. I did that guy. Uh, you know, I kind of want to just give it to Gordon Freeman. <laughs> I really yeah, do. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a good one. Like. The idea of like, because I remember when they did interviews with Gabe Newell and he was talking about the nature of first person shooters and how like people have such a different mentality when it comes to being these characters in these games. It's like, I'm a person in a shooting gallery, so now I have to go and shoot all the targets. Whereas he's like, no, I feel like the target in a shooting gallery. I need to get the hell out of there. And so he mm -hmm. tried to communicate that with how like things happen in the game world and stuff. So I'm like, sweet. Nice. Peril. Peril in a video game. Stakes? No way. <laughs> Could have imagined. <laughs> I've got a couple. Uh, the first honorable mention, I'm going to say Nathan Drake, just because he is the perfect caricature of that Indiana Jones adventure type. Indiana he, Jones meets Dane Cook. Perfect. Yep. yep. <laughs> it, this, it's the perfect sandwich that you want. <laughs> he's got the quips. He's got the lines. He's got the ladies, I guess. I don't know. He's got at least one. Yeah. Um, he's a cool dude. And then uh, my second one is Oliver from Nino Cooney. He, yeah. He, uh, I would have talked about him in the main one, but I always talk about Nino Cooney. I feel like, but he, his mom dies, and he gets real sad about it, and he has to figure out how to grow up in the world on his own, and and he learns that he can do it. Good boy, Oliver. <laughs> Oliver's good stuff. Who's the so, Who's the monster with the lantern nose? What's his name? Uh, Drippy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's There's a porn parody in there somewhere. It's drippy. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, my so I made mention of him in the episode Chrono mm -hmm. for just being the epitome of a silent protagonist done right. All of us here definitely felt some type of way when Chrono sacrificed himself in the Lavos fight on a Super Nintendo of all things for a silent protagonist to rip out your heartstrings. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one. And then when you, and also seeing who hugs you when you get resurrected. Yep. And I was like, Luca, hey, baby. <laughs> uh, I got one. This one is a special shout out to John over here. Jack from John. Jack Dexter. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. From Mad World? From Mass Effect. No. Yeah, it's from Jack and Daxter. I, oh, I saw you. I like, no, uh, Jack. So. Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, like that whole like kind of tag team dynamic, I think was epitomized perfectly with Jack. Like he had just enough kind of angst to match like the off like the off the cuff humor of Daxter to where 
it was really harmonious and it was really cool to kind of see like as each game progressed like see the hero evolve and then my last one because he came back from the fiery ashes Hironobu Sakaguchi he is the ultimate protagonist because Tsuya <laughs> Nomura is batshit fucking crazy with everything <laughs> going on right now in the Square Enix world and Hironobu Sakaguchi you're working with Mistwalker. You released Fantasia on iOS, which if any of you have iPhones or iPads, go play that game. It is a 90-hour, like... Oh, my gosh. True RPG on, like, on Apple Arcade. And Nobuo Uematsu, is, he got him to come back as the composer. Huh. Nice. Can, can I just throw some shade real quick do it can we all agree can we all agree that tetsuya nomura is the jj abrams of video games <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> but yeah only if you film can... nerds and video game nerds will get that one <laughs> if you can come back and make arguably one of the best turn-based games in recent memory and no le- like for ios devices no less come back and bring all of those franchises back to glory. He's he's freaking he's chilling out on the beach somewhere with like a guy cosplaying as Vivi and then just soaking up some <laughs> sunshine. I don't think he wants to come back. <laughs> oh, Vivi's soaking up his sunshine. That's right. Vivi gets all the ladies. That's what makes him <laughs> the my, best protagonist. So last, I have to now I have last, to draw that. <laughs> yes. And that's my it. Last honorable mention is Zagreus from Hades. Okay, oh, I'm good done. one. Good one. Oh. That's it. That's it. That's all the protagonists. There aren't any more. I like how there was. I like how there was that solid pause there because we thought about Zagreus. Is like, oh yeah, that dude's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Did you while you were playing Hades? Did you ever wait around by Hades as the ghosts are coming through? Did you ever see the animations? Uh, Yep. I I don't remember. It's been so long since I played Hades. I played Hades will literally be like approved, and you see him go to Elysium, and he'll be like to Tartarus with you and you just see the soul get like sucked off it's oh. great I love when souls get sucked off dude <laughs> Left it in their sucked off. it's like a soul job that, that's all of them that's it there's no more protagonists if you can think of any though uh, shout out to us at us on twitter and stuff Where, but where can people find you again John and James uh, I'll jump in real quick. You can find us on Twitter at Games with J and J. I've steadily been trying to kind of up my engagement there because I think we're making more friends. We're doing more collaborations, so I think more of a presence can be felt there. I haven't made any real enemies, I feel yet, so I'm going to keep this going. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on uh, Instagram at Games with John and James or TikTok at Games with John and James. Um, we're very active there. Um, I definitely want to know what protagonists you feel did not get represented so we can continue this dialogue or just let me know why John's wrong with all of his. Yes. No, I was, I, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just meeting the one guy who's like, no man, Zool is the best platform game ever. <laughs> Zool. <laughs> Bubsy 3D, enough said. Oh my God, Bubsy. Bubsy would get an honorable mention if I was still like six. <laughs> yes. Hey, here's another game coming out this year. Of course kill me <laughs> where where can the people find us aaron they can find us at superpodsaga.com it's short and sweet and to the point all of our past episodes our blog and our support page if they want to give us money Saga. yes and i get to pick the topic for next week are you ready are you sure, are you sure? yeah I'm, I'm sure really um oh, no. next okay, week yeah. 
next week we are going to talk about our favorite slash best controller gimmicks like Ooh, okay does that make sense yeah like, so like yeah i get it okay good. the jaguar number pad yes oh like, damn it yes i'm, good one. I'm thinking game, like like the a gamecube keyboard controller no oh, no ASCII. <laughs> i need to properly explain um, no. I mean, like gimmicks in a game that use the controller in a unique way. Oh. Oh. Okay. No. No. I get you now. My bad. <laughs> I automatically know what number one is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to talk I won't about. Don't say it here. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Got you gotta tune in next now. week. Tune in next week to to the Super Pod Saga. Thank you. Thank you, James and John. John and James for being here. You've been wonderful guests, and I learned far far too much about jrpgs (laughs) that's a a symptom of a greater disease (laughs) Uh, thanks for listening everyone you're the best we love you Bye. bye bye everybody